Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. February 2012 edition of our show. It's an open reading. You are invited to call in and share your poems, your poem, I should say. Don't get too excited. We have no content or style restrictions. We don't require that you wear pants. We just want you to call in. Tell us a poem. Tell us a little bit about what's happening in your poetry world. We do this every month here on Poetry Superhighway Live. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the I'm the host of the show, the guy behind the Poetry Superhighway. It's good to have you with me. I'm uh, speaking to you from Southern California, which is currently sunny. High of about 72 today. A lot going on in Poetry Superhighway world that I wanted to tell you about. We just started the 11th Annual Great Poetry Exchange on Wednesday or Tuesday evening at midnight, depending on how you look at it. Pacific time, of course, so that could change it completely depending on who you are and where you are. Uh, this is our annual project where we force everyone to trade poetry books with each other. And you sign up online, fill out the form there. All you have to do is have a poetry book of yours that you wrote and be willing to mail it to someone else somewhere in the world. So you fill out the form, you let us know the, the details of the book, the title, a 50-word or less description, your uh, personal information so we can contact you, such as your address, etc. Uh, we were collecting books, pledges of books, all month long. All Happy uh, National Poetry Month, by the way. And at the end of the month, or wait, is that next month? I always get confused. For me, it's sort of National Poetry Life, You know what I'm saying? So even if it's next month, the actual month dedicated to it, that's okay. Anyway, happy February. So we're collecting these books all month. Then at the end of the month, I will uh, randomly pair up different <coughs> poets. Uh, it's actually circular, not uh, meaning that two people won't be paired up with each other, but person A will send a book, their book to person B. Person B will send their book to person C, etc., etc., etc. So everyone will get a book in exchange for sending a book. It's pretty cool. Since we started on uh, Wednesday, we had uh, 20, 25 books as of yesterday, and uh, which you can see the list online. If you click on Great Poetry Exchange from the main Poetry Superhighway menu, you can see the titles and descriptions and authors of all the books that have been pledged before. And since we send out our... Uh, our newsletter yesterday I really need to fix that opening sound it goes on and then there's a big big period of quiet and then that extra little drum uh, thing comes on that's not intentional that's not supposed to be there uh, and it always surprises me when an extra three minutes into the show it comes back anyway since yesterday when we sent out our newsletter Another uh, six or seven people have, have joined in. So there's, although though you can't see, I don't have them on the list yet online. So we have uh, over 30 people participating already, uh, less than a week into the Great Poetry Exchange. So you got a book. It doesn't have to be perfectly bound book. It could be a chapbook, something stapled, uh, something that you put together, uh, handcrafted just for this, this project. Um, you just have to be willing to send it Within two weeks of being notified at the uh, at the end of the month, 
uh, to someone somewhere else in the world. So that could mean that it's someone in another country, meaning you have to head down to the post office and pay a little bit extra postage. Uh, it's randomly assigned, uh, fair for everyone. So there you go. I hope you join in. Um, it's a great thing. Uh, you will get a poetry book in the mail just for participating. <laughs> it's a very cool thing, and many people have participated. If you've participated in the past, uh, I'd love for you to call in and let us know about the book that you got and what you thought of it and what it was like to participate, in addition to, of course, having the opportunity to share your poem. I also want to mention, you might have seen this posted in our uh, Facebook group. There is a Poetry Superhighway Facebook group. You should join. Not only can you see the latest Poetry Superhighway happenings, but it's uh, basically unmoderated, and you can post your own stuff to it, your own announcements, links to your websites. Uh, and what a lot of people use it for is to post poetry. And uh, uh, poems get posted every day, and people comment on those poems. So it's a great uh, kind of interactive thing that... Uh, that we do. Just go to a Facebook and search for Poetry Superhighway. You'll find us. I'm sure you will. But um, as I announced on the uh, Facebook group, yesterday was it? I think it was yesterday. Um, I have a new book out, my 14th collection of poetry. It's called Death of a Mauve Bat. The poet's experiences in and on the way to and from Toronto, Ontario, Canada by me, Rick Lupert. It's, uh, it's actually my biggest book in terms of page count. Uh, and it's all poetry I wrote last summer while on vacation in Toronto and Niagara Falls with my wife. If you're familiar with with uh, these sort of travel books that I've put out, uh, it's very much in the vein of the, the previous one. A lot of um, uh, short, humorous observations um, in, in the places that we were visiting, um, some longer pieces as well. And uh, you should check it out. You can uh, go a couple places to check it out if you want to see some poems from it. Uh, just go to my website, PoetrySuperHighway.com, and there you can uh, see a few sample poems. Check out the cover image, which looks pretty cool, if I do say so myself. Um, and you can uh, buy a copy there. You can uh, you can check it out on Amazon as well. Um, uh, check it out. Out as of yesterday, Death of a Mauve Bat. I'd be interested. Uh, it's it's a, a bit of a trivia question. Um, there's a definite uh, Toronto, Canada um, <clears throat> reason why it's called that, though. That's that's pretty vague. But there's, um, if anyone knows what the what the more general reference is to the title, "Death of a Mauve Bat," little trivia contest. Uh, uh, call in and let me know. Maybe I'll send you a free copy of the book. Who knows? It could happen. All right. The number to call in uh, to share your poetry is area code six four six. Seven one six seven three six two, and we're going to go to our first caller from the. Hold on, just one second here. The two hundred six area code. Hi. Hi, uh, this is Bruce V. Blacken. Hi, Bruce. How are you? I'm good. You're the. Uh, uh, oh, I was just going to say, I you, you've been. Uh, You've been participating in Poetry Superhighway stuff for uh, practically since the beginning. I mean, I, I remember uh, your Bruce V. Bracken's and, and Poetry Machine, right? That That's your uh, website, or was it in your... I'll put this poetry thing. Yeah, it's pretty much defunct. It still exists out there in the, in the Sargasso Sea. Um, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm now on YouTube. I'm on uh, Facebook. Um, Reverb Nation and SoundCloud. I've got stuff all over the place. That's very but, cool. Where uh, where are you uh, calling from, Bruce? I'm calling from Seattle. Seattle, okay. And I've got a new piece that I, I wrote in the workshop. Um, have you heard of uh, Tara Hardy, by the way? Heard of who? Tara Hardy, excellent, uh, e- excellent poet, writer, performer. Uh, founder of the Bent Writing Institute for uh, gay lesbians and um, for the LGBTQ community. And, I have it. Uh, that sounds very cool. Is there a website for if they want to check her or that organization out? Um, Bent Writing, I don't know. I, I guess uh, 
uh, Google Terahati. But any, anyway, uh, here's my here's a new piece I wrote, uh, inspired by her actually. Okay. It's called it's called Cigarette. I'm sorry that you've been put out to freeze, but I needed your mouth and lungs. In the 63 years that I have known your pulmonary system like a lover knows the intricacies between a lover's thighs, I only wanted to make your life exciting. Us cigarettes, we have a suicide mission, an addiction to air that can only be satisfied while on fire and incrementally ash. Think how suffocating to have no room to breathe in that pocket-sized cellophane coffin with your 19 sisters. Can you hold on a second? 20 bucks on uh, the Jim and the Big uh, Top Kick right there. Okay. <laughs> Live radio, ladies and gentlemen. Live radio. Our entire show was just asked to hold on a second. Are you still with us, Bruce? I, I am. Okay. Uh, Thomas got in the way. No problem. I think Bruce is uh, 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 running a store or something. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what's um, happening, but uh, um, yeah, we're we're sort of eavesdropping. This has become a reality uh, a reality radio show. We're sort of eavesdropping on your actual existence at this point. I will mention while you're finishing that up, um, uh, and before you get back to us, um, that we um, just um, I just looked up Tara Hardy on on the web. So for anyone interested in checking. Uh, her out. It's uh, tarahardy.net. T-A-R-A-H-R-D-Y dot net. You want to learn more about uh, the woman and the the poet and the performer that Bruce mentioned. I also posted that uh, link in the chat room so you could just click on it. By the way, we do have a chat room. You could just click on uh, the chat button on the uh, PSH Live webpage and uh, and you can uh, join in. There's a bunch of people in there uh, listening in. Feel free to uh, comment uh, on what's happening and chat with each other uh, as well. There, let's let's go back to Bruce and see if he's ready to continue. Bruce, are you there? Yeah, I'm almost done here. Thanks for your patience. Sure. Imagine if this happened on 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 television. <laughs> you know, like on the news or something. They just, uh, you know, the newscaster just got it. Got another call. Had to. Had to stop everything. This is a great use of all of our time, don't you think? This is fantastic. You know what? I think I'm going to put Bruce on hold uh, for a second. We're going to go to another caller, um, and we'll come back to him. We're going to move to a caller from the uh, 323 area code. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Who am I talking to? Well, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Charlie Zero. Hi, Charlie. And... Hi, how are you? And uh, I was recommended by a friend, a friend that you might know. His He goes by the name of Dave. Dave Nev, I believe that's his name. Oh, yeah, of course. I know Dave. Yeah, David. yeah. He recommended he recommended me to come to uh, call in, actually, to your show and uh, recite some of my work, if that's okay with you. Well, uh, any friend of Dave. Um, where, where are you calling from, Charlie? Hollywood, California. I've heard of it. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's hear your poem. Okay. Um, well, I have two. Um, if you, uh, I'll read you the title and you tell me which one you want me to read, okay? Okay. Uh, I have The Red Ghost Bulimic or Lovecraft Beyond Abyss. Which one of those two? Huh. Um... <clears throat> That's a tough call. They're both great titles. You know which one? Uh, which one is in your heart right now? The Red Ghost Bulimic. Let's hear it. Okay, it's really short. Here we go. Hiding the circles that no longer shape. Circus show events expose clowns to rape. Philosophy rots my brain. Can you see the white horse turning into hell? Murder became a mosaic, but it's only surely one of those tales that I shall never tell. I am a great writer with good taste and grammar, but I am also a great enthusiast with poor judgment. And 
That's great. I love that uh, line, good taste in grammar. Like, uh, you know, sort of, I don't know exactly what you meant by that, but in my my mind, I went to, you could sort of uh, choose which rules of grammar uh, you you would like to follow, you know, uh, which, which, uh, and the way you phrased that was pretty cool. Nice job, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, So here in Southern California, do you go to any poetry readings or anything? I'm starting to now, yes, because um, really quick, before I used to be a, uh, a well-known blogger on MySpace and then up until the end of Facebook, and after that I, I, um, I stopped doing social networking. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I used to be a well-known blogger then and then outside, of course, open mics, and now I'm going to start going back to more open mics outside here in the real world, you know. So um, we have uh, there's two coming up this uh in this month, so I'm going to be attending that event. Uh, it's a great crowd, beautiful people, lots of great, great, and wonderful poets. And um, yeah, it could, uh, uh, it could it could be more of a of a better way to listen to all poets. Where what uh, what open mic specifically do you go to? Uh, I go to this one called Avenue 50 uh, in Highland Park here in California. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really great. There's a, a lot of poets take instruments as well, and they recite while they're playing, like drums or guitar. Uh, it's, it's a great atmosphere. Sounds very cool. Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know if you're aware, but the readings happen almost every day here in Southern California, and a good uh, resource for you to know about if you don't already know or for anyone in Southern California listening to find out about them is the website Poetics, which is uh, poetics.net, P-O-E. T-I-X dot net. dot net. Yeah. And if you click on calendar uh, there, you can see a really extensive calendar of where readings, uh, both uh, open readings and other, you know, kinds of featured readings and things are happening. Literally every day there's two or three or more things going on that you can check out. Uh, but Avenue 50, Avenue 50 is one I've heard of as well and, and uh, sounds great. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, I'm going to look into that. Poetic.net. I've been Poetics. wanting to look for more. I've been wanting. I've been wanting to look for more um, open mics for me to kind of expand my horizon, kind of get myself uh, recognized or whatever. So, yeah. That's that's great. It's again, it's poetics. P O E T I X dot net. Oh, okay. Poetics dot net. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, Charlie, thanks for calling in. We do this every month. You should call in again. Okay. I surely will. All right, great. That was a Charlie calling from right here in uh, in uh, Hollywood, uh, California. We're going to uh, go back to uh, uh, Bruce in Seattle. Bruce, are you, are you still there? Hi. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, can are you uh, able to uh, finish your poem? Sure. Uh, let's see. Where was I? I was with you at 17, a celebration of legally watching your first X-rated movie. I was the red-hot exclamation point after the red-hot declarative statement. I was the laser pointer of focus you needed to write that novel, that screenplay, that manifesto. Now, sure you are. 80 years old, put out in the alley like the date garbage, like... A Montgomery black man outside of a white hospital. They want to call it bigotry. But standing high for public health gives you the privilege to not be too pure in your motives. You just have to know better how to live others' lives. When you break down the cost of one carton into its constituencies, take out the taxes and the surcharges (coughs) for political whoring, the profit off of one carton is thinner than the mouth end of the prime minister's cigarette holder. Think what mercy you could bribe your way into with all that you paid in taxes and surcharges, the privilege you could buy just to use your lungs anywhere, anytime, and any way that you want. Let me tell you stories I've heard from distant sisters about the purity of public lungs when the cameras stop. The governor of the health board undresses two packs a day like an expensive mistress. They grow cherries as they hang from the lips of public health activists like virginity in reverse because like any activist will tell you, it's important for the elite to not be too pure. Mind you, 
I make no claims to any virtue. I'm a kamikaze succubus, addicted like you, to that which will kill me and leave me to waste. But if it's me you've worshipped, loyal to a brand on the inside of your throat, let me say that you sacrificed your life to live, no less, no less than a mountain climber or an aerialist, that you chose what you sacrificed to. You owned the air you breathed, as did I. Now, as I leave you in the last puff of smoke, I salute you and pray to the cold air that they not burn your cold body like a cigarette. Hello? Yeah, Bruce, great job. That's uh, I'm glad you finally got through that. You're, are you are you running a store right now? Is that, that what's happening? Or I I, w- I won't get a store yet. So I kind of uh, do it between customers. Got it. <laughs> cool. Well, um, uh, uh, thanks so much for calling in, Bruce, and sharing that piece. Right. Uh, good to, good to hear your voice again, and thanks thanks for letting us know about Tara Hardy. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you, Rick. It's a debit of credit. <laughs> Have a good day. This one's on the house, Bruce. Uh, no worries on the debit or credit. That's commitment, you know, uh, uh, just to uh, call in in the middle of uh, all that. Uh, it takes a special sort of dual focus, I suppose. Um, all right, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. But do call in. I'd love to hear your poem and find out what you're also in the middle of doing. Uh, let's move now to a caller from the... 973 area code. Uh oh. <laughs> no style, no content or style restrictions. That will be on my tombstone. Yes, here, well, lies that's the a... cute, here lies the cute little fella. No content or style restrictions. <laughs> so you met my friend Charlie Zero, huh? Yeah, how do you know Charlie? How did he, he I lives know in Charlie? I know Charlie from other blog shows and from personal contact. He's all the way out in California, but that doesn't. Uh, but the thing I love to do more than writing because I I have trouble with writing. But what I I have no trouble with at all is encouraging other poets and kind of acting as a coach, and that's kind of what I do. I like to do that because I'm a little older. And I've been through a whole lot of things, you know, things, and I find it a natural fit for me. You know, I just love to teach and coach and encourage, and not necessarily in that order. But anyway, now that I've tooted my own horn a little bit, I wrote a tribute to you. And this to was me. In, uh, well, this was one of the, po- I was Poet of the Week for this a couple of years ago. On Poetry Superhighway. So I wrote a tribute. How I out-looperted Rick Looper. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rick, I bought your book. Your bright, shiny, altar boy, sister portrayal, pristinely, quasi-ecclesiastical, crossing guard, orange poetry book. In order to fulfill my life's ambition, which is to win arguments which I could not do since I promptly debated my cat, Susha, and lost, and to influence poodles. Coincidentally, an official challenger registered Republican, too good to pay taxes poodle, proceeded to pee on my leg. So I got my poncho. Oh, yes, Rick. I bought your parking cone orange poetry book, the best $15.38 that I've ever spent. <laughs> wow. You know, Dave, David, uh, by the way, we should reveal to our non-regular uh, listeners that this is uh, David Neves, uh, or however the hell he pronounces that, uh, <laughs> from the lush rolling hills of Newark, New Jersey. Radio um, I just want you to know that the first thing I'm going to do when I meet you is pee on your leg. I'll bring my poncho. <laughs> Good. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the orangeness of that particular book because I came across another book um, which is not only the mo- more orange than my book, but 
it's perhaps the most orange object I've ever encountered. Exactly. It, it's another book, as a matter of fact. It's, uh, there's a reading out here called uh, <coughs> uh, Poetry Idiots. Uh, two Idiots, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's called Two Idiots um, Peddling Poetry. It's at a place called The Ugly Mug in Orange County. It's a weekly open reading run uh, by the inimitable uh, Steve Ramirez and Ben Trigg. It's been going on for over 10 years, and they put out an anthology of everyone who'd uh, read in their series over 10 years, um, published by uh, Tebbit Bach Press, also here in Southern California, called Don't Blame the Ugly Mug, which is a, a play on one of their rules, um, you know, because, uh, you know, it's at a coffee house and they, you know, they don't, if they don't want, if you're upset about something, they don't want you blaming the venue, you know what I'm saying? Um, right. That you, you know, that you heard, whatever. So, but the book they put out, it's so orange. I mean, you have to put on sunglasses. It's, um, it's startling, but it, and it's also an amazing anthology that you should check out uh, on the web. But cool. Uh, let me ask you a question, David. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for that tribute. But since you brought up me and my books, do you? Uh, this is a trivia question. Do you know the reference uh, "Death of a Mauve Batch"? Do you know what that's from? Of, of uh, what? I, I'm not getting the spell it for me. Death, as in someone died. Yes. Of a mauve, as in the color, bat. No, unfortunately, I, I'm I'm familiar with Toronto, but I've never heard that reference. Well, it's a loose. It's very loose in reference to Toronto. Um, you you won't get Toronto necessarily unless you happen to went to, went to this one particular place where this thing was happening. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, there's a clue in the title, actually, but okay, that's okay. We're going to see if anyone else gets it later. Probably David, uh, great. To, no, not a problem. Hey, just thought I'd just just try and see if anyone gets it. Um, thank you for calling in, as always, and uh, and uh, and you should buy my new book. I will, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to sending out a copy of my book in the Great Poetry Exchange, and I'm also pre- preparing uh, um, PDF books. For the uh, um, ebook exchange. Cool. That'll happen later in the year, and we'll talk about that then. Thanks for participating in those. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. That's uh, David David Nevs from Newark, New Jersey. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Moving on to a caller from the 707. Hi. Hello, hello. Oh, this sounds like like Don from uh, Sonoma. It is, it is. Let's get to the poem very, really quickly so that you can get more people on. It sounds good. This poem is entitled, I Want to Massage the Insides of Your Throat. I want to massage the insides of your throat in, respond, in response to your unvoiced complaints of having to put up with the scratching pains of strep. But my hands are both too large as well as too unclean to bring you true relief to the drain down which you swallow. And so to kiss your lips empathetically would mean I catch to hatch in incubation the new beginnings of another case of a throat in need of penicillin. You wish for a man younger than yourself, while I yearn for a woman poet who would write with me. But I have just caught myself worshiping you, bowing my head like a tossed prayer in front of your gaze. Now I close my eyes, admitting that the communion between us fills me with joy in love with one and mass simultaneous in poem. Well done. You never fail to disappoint. I mean, to not disappoint. <laughs> I disappoint Sorry. because of my failures. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. A great poem, great reading as always. Thank you very much. Um, I, would any... put two, I would put two things to your attention. One is Joyce Jenkins' 
Poetry Flash, which is online. It is a listing of poetry readings and poetry news in the greater Bay Area, and that is, of course, San Francisco Bay Area. That's the first one. And the second one is a little bit longer. It's called Sonoma County Literary Updates, and that is a listing of literary goings-on and shenanigans in Sonoma County. So I'll attempt to get them online for you, and maybe there can be some sort of big map of smaller area calendars. It's a great idea. It's one of the uh, future things that I wanted to um, uh, orchestrate on the Poetry Superhighway. As you may know, um, there are thousands of links to poetry websites that are categorized by resources, individual poets, pages, and online publications on the Poetry Superhighway, and anyone can submit their link. Um, but I think even those can be broken down further, and I was I was looking into breaking up the resources category specifically into uh, regional, or adding in a category for, you know, kind of regional uh, uh, calendars and readings that, that people could go to. Um, just to find stuff in their area if they weren't aware that um, uh, uh, SoCoLitUpdate.com existed. That's, I believe, the website for the Sonoma County Literary Update, SoCoLitUpdate.com. And and, uh, and and the other one, PoetryFlash.org. I believe they also cover, cover uh, Southern California Poetry Flash. They do dip down south. Because, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's distributed here and... Uh, and, and I've seen listings even for the Cobalt reading that I host in Southern California. Both of those, yeah, both both of those links I've posted in the chat room. So uh, anyone in there, or anyone who goes into the chat room, will see them, uh, and they can they can click right on them if they want. Um, great resources. Thank you very much for uh, sharing those with us, Don. Thank you, and let's hear some more. Cool. Any any chance you know what the death of a moth bat is? Um, no, it does not moth me. <laughs> All right, no problem. <laughs> Appreciate you calling in. Talk to you again. That was uh, Don from uh, Sonoma, California. Always great to hear his voice and his poems, and he's, he seems to have the pulse on the uh, Sonoma County uh, uh, poetry scene up there. So there's a copy of my book at stake, Death of a Mob Bat. You could get the, a free copy if you know what the title, where the title comes from. Uh, the number again to call in is 646-716-7362. Moving on to uh, the 614 area code. Hello. Rick, what's happening? <laughs> so much is happening. It's not even funny. <laughs> Got you. Hey, this is Vincent Ivory calling from uh, Westerville, Ohio. Uh, oh, hi. Um, talked to me a couple of months ago with my yeah. book fan mail. Appreciate you uh, putting the post up as well. My pleasure. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks for calling. Hey, I'm back, gonna though. do another piece from uh from uh fan mail, which is my uh, uh book of poetry inspired by the characters of Marvel Comics. Right, so, okay, um, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So uh this one is called Snink, which is the sound that uh a certain character's claws make when they pop out. Alright, so it's the distinctive mane, the unshaven face the sound of the claws as they pop into place, his voice rough and gritty, his demeanor somewhat rude, a good-hearted hero with a bad attitude, fearless and faithful, making enemies quake, ferocious in battle just like his namesake. If he's looking, he'll find you, hunt and track you down, with senses more keen than any bloodhound. Without seeing, he sees you as you sweat and exhale, your nervousness proving that fear has a smell. With the silence of nothing and the stealth of pitch black, he moves like a predator and makes his attack. Unrelenting in battle, regardless of the foe, be it Sabretooth, Juggernaut, or the Great Magneto. And when damaged in battle, his injuries just don't last, leading doctors to wonder how he heals up so fast. Others just cannot handle the punishment that he takes with a will just as strong as his bones that won't break. A short-statured scrapper who loves putting in work, who's been known at times to just go berserk. How can someone so little be so feisty and mean, but bad attitude and all, we all love Wolverine. 
Excellent. Yeah. Um. Cool. Thanks for uh. Thanks for calling back in. I um. I've just posted uh, uh a link to uh the book fan mail in the uh, chat room in case more people wanna wanna check it out. I I forget though. Cool. Is there a we- is there a website directly? Yeah. 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 You can go to www. Poetry. dot com and uh, there's some samples on there and uh, free things. You can even leave some comments. Uh, you know if you like and. Uh, Book's available um, on uh, it's on available on Amazon, and uh, so you can just check out that uh, that site. And uh, I appreciate it, but I appreciate you, Rick, and everything you're doing. And I lo- always love calling in. My, my, I'm glad to have you, and thank you, Vince. So here's do do you, um, and this, I'm kind of giving away a clue here, asking okay. you if you if you if you get this of all people in the world, but do you get where the the reference is death of a mob bat I believe that that is actually one of uh, one of your new books that I have not had the opportunity to check out yet <laughs> It is it is my newest book but I'm trying to yeah. it's a, sort of a trivia contest here I'm giving away a free copy of the book to anyone who calls in who knows the reference that the title is making where where it comes from I do not know but I you know it sounds like a Something Elizabethan that I actually looked uh, that I actually read previously, but I'm not sure. So I can't. Uh, unfortunately, I probably won't be able to uh, take you up on uh, on your offer. <laughs> That's okay. I feel like I'm I'm humiliating uh, everyone who's calling in today by this forced no, trivia No, I think we contest. just probably have to expand our. We'll probably just have to expand our uh, you know our our, uh, our reading repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All right. Well, cool. Um, uh, maybe I'll give it away at the end, or maybe I'll just keep it secret forever. Who knows? Uh, Vincent, thanks for calling in. I hope you call in again. I hope. Hey, I definitely you. will. I appreciate you, and uh, you have a blessed day. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye bye. All right. Uh, the uh, number to call in again is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Uh, use your cell phone minutes. It's they're free on the weekend, isn't it? Aren't they? Uh, all right, uh, moving along now to a caller from the three two three area code. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Hello? I'm good. It's return of Charlie Zero. Oh, Charlie. Uh, gosh. Um, uh, we already had you on, so I'm going to move on to another caller. Um, but uh, but thanks so oh, much for I, calling in today. Thought- Oh yeah, because I thought you said to call in again. Uh, so I mean, was oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I meant uh, on on a future show, <laughs> but uh, oh but was, okay, okay. But it was great to hear your voice and, again, and and thanks for your enthusiasm. And I hope you make it out to some readings, uh, some other readings in SoCal. Okay. Take it easy, Charlie. Um, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, let's see. Our next caller uh, could be a cell phone or a block number. I just see a bunch of ones. Who who just got on the air? Who am I talking to? Michael from Birmingham. Oh, hi, Michael. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm fine. How are you? Uh, this Friday, February 10th, at the Birmingham Museum of Art, uh, the BMA Speaks to Poetry event. Now, it's February 10th. That's the anniversary of my father's birth, and I will be reading a couple of selections remembering him. One is Robert Hayden's Those Sunday Winners. Are you familiar with that poem? I'm not, Hello? actually. I'm not. Uh, okay. Anyway, it's really, um, it's a really strong poem. I encourage people to look it up uh, and read it. Those winter Sundays, and I'll be reading Foghorn, a selection I wrote in memory of my father's passing. Uh, it was published in Melick, M-E-L-I-C. Do you remember that literary online literary review, Melick yeah. Review? Yes, I do. Okay. It was in the Swan Song issue, and the theme was death. And that's where I finally found out. I'd already written the poem some years before, but I wanted to find the right home for it. And so it's included in Melick Review, Issue 27, the Swan Song Issue. You can go online and look that up, Foghorn. Okay, today I'm going to read for Valentine's uh, something prompted by Weathering Heights and Emily Bronte. It's a Sincane, a five-line poem. And then I'll let you move on to your next caller. I've enjoyed the show, this one and all the other shows in the past. Um is called Soul Mates. Bronte, beyond the book, in creating Heathcliff, Emily's reincarnated 
herself. Very nice. Now, did you say this poem appeared in the last Melick review? No, no, no. Falkhorn did. Falkhorn. Oh, okay. uh, I got it. That's one of the questions I'll be reading, uh, to po- hopefully reading this. i uh, scheduled to read. If I get to read two selections, I'd like to read Falkhorn and, it's, um, and remember my father's passing. The theme of that issue was death. It was the last issue, this one. So uh, the uh, editor, I think, C.E. Chaffin is how you pronounce it, C-H-A-F-F-I-N. That was the theme of the issue, um, Malik 27. But what I just read, uh, Soul Mates is a Sincane. Um, I have some Sincanes at amaze-sincane.com, but that one's not one of them. Maybe say, in the future it will be. Say slower the, the name of that uh, website again so I can type it into the chat room. Amaze-Sincane, C-I-N-Q-U-A-I-N, dot com. Um, I have some Sincanes in there. Um, one of them is about um, called Bronte on the Rocks, <clears throat> and, and it's 17. That's great. Yeah, okay, so if anyone wants to check that out, I, I just posted that in the chat room. I see the editor is Deborah. Uh, Deborah P. Kologi, who's uh, been a, a participant in Poetry Superhighway stuff in the past, so that's great. Um, well, Michael, you make the uh, you make Birmingham sound like a uh, uh, a hotbed of poetry activity with with uh, all the stuff that goes on at the museum. Uh, so um, cool. Um, uh, thanks for calling in. I appreciate that you call in frequently, and good to hear your work. Do you, by any chance, get the uh, death of a mauve bat reference? Do you know what that is? Death. Of a moth bat reference? Death of a Mauve Bat. Yeah, that's the title Mauve. of my new book, and we're having a trivia contest to see if anyone Mauve knows the, the specific... Oh. Is, that, is that M-A-V? M-A-U-V-E? Yeah. Uh, Death of a Mauve uh, Hammer? Uh, uh, Dracula Vampire? I don't really know. Nope, that's Will okay. You tell, tell us at the end of the show? I may. We'll see. You may. <laughs> <laughs> you if may. no one gets it. All right, uh, Michael, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Talk with you next time. Sure, great. Have a good week. You too. Uh, It was Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, Well, this is a tough one. You know, I suppose suppose unless I – well, I I don't want to give too much away. You either know or you don't. Uh, It's a very specific reference from from pop culture, Uh, probably an obscure one, uh, that is really only loosely connected to Toronto – extremely loosely uh, based on a, a, well, I can't even really tell you without giving it away. Okay, moving on. Caller from the 310 area code. Hi. Rick? Yeah. It's Peggy. Hi, Peggy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. This is uh, Peggy Dearbrier calling from uh, uh, Southern California. Sunny Southern California. Isn't it beautiful? Um, it is beautiful, though I'm inside staring at a computer screen. <laughs> well, I am too, but I've been out earlier. It's quite lovely outside today. Um, I I was out earlier, and I will I will uh, not only take your word for it. I I will uh, concur. Congratulations on your new book, by the way. But I think that people are going to have to start, you know, adding shelves for your collection alone. <laughs> well, let's let's hope. <laughs> well, I uh, commend you on your prolific uh, output of poetry. Well, it keeps me off the streets. Uh, That's very good. <laughs> Peggy, I think this is the first time you've called into the show. Is that true? I don't think so. I think I I did long, long ago, but I I don't usually. I don't. I'm not usually. Uh, uh, this relaxed on the weekends. Well, I guess um, uh, newfound free time is a blessing and a curse. You see, it is indeed. It is. Uh, I like to look at the blessing side of it, for the most part. Indeed. So, do you have a do you have a poem for us? I do. I'm reading from uh, um, my new book. Oh, I also cool. have a new book coming out. Congrats! Did you What's hear that? It I, well, huh? I, heard you, I heard you say that out loud just then. I don't think I knew it, but what's what's it yes, called? Yes, it's called In the Lake of Your Bones. Oh, wow. And it'll be out on March 22nd. 
at the muck and faller. <laughs> I don't think you can say that on the air. <laughs> I've never been there, but I heard it's quite a lovely place. That's where the um, publisher releases all of their books, Moontide Press. So I'm excited to see what it's like. I hear it's like an old mansion of some sort in uh, Orange County. So, But more more details to come. I have a poem from that. It's called Backwards. Cool. Shall I read it? Please. Okay. From the bay window on Fillmore, you can reach out and grab the wires. You can fry on metro lines if you want, from the flat above the fluff and fold. But good is the smell of fresh-pressed cotton, perfect crisp. You can jump a cable car, grab a strap, ride to where the air is pungent. You can shop for leather, get things pierced. You can dangle your boots over the side, forget about lunch, notice your scarf flying behind you in reflections on the inside edges of your shades. Some things are too close for comfort, so you take off your lenses, close your lids against the wind, let the salt spray refresh you, let it bind you to this freedom, let it mimic the hand you used to hold. Very nice, Peggy. As always, great uh, great piece, great, well-read. Congrats on the upcoming new book. Well, thank you very much. And uh, you too. <laughs> Do you, um, I think you have a website too. Can you Can you tell people what it is? Uh, uh, if people yeah, want to uh, check peggydobrier.com. Cool. Well, that's, uh, that makes it easy. I'm going to type yeah, that in. Yeah, check it out. The... I love it when people send me a message through there. It lets me know it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Be sad if it was broken and they sent you messages saying, you know what, this just isn't working. This just doesn't work, but you never got them. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that's a conundrum. So do you um so I, I'm bombarding everyone with this trivia question. Do you know the uh, death of a mauve bat reference? You know, I feel like I have read a blog about that, but it's really and I'm trying to rack my brain, it's some kind of is it some kind of transformer movie or no. <laughs> no, I swear I've read something about it on a blog, but I just, you know, my memory. Well, da- da- David Nebs, who called in er- earlier, did post a, a link to a blog entry called Death of a Mauve Bat, which clearly is comes from the same reference, but doesn't specifically say what it what it is. So, um, uh, but but good guess. Yeah. No, I have no idea. I have no idea. But I thought it was some sort of transformer character. Ah, well. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Well, that'll I, I, tell you how up on pop culture I am. <laughs> it's it's not a recent pop culture reference, I should say. But um, I, I, it's great that you called in. Um, I okay, hope, I'm uh, looking forward to finding out. Me too. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Take it easy. That's uh, Peggy Dobrier calling from here in Southern California. She's got a new book coming out on Moon. Tide Press in March. It'll be released at the Muckenthaler, which is uh, a hoot and a half to say. So uh, <laughs> look for that. Go to our website, PeggyDobreer.com, D-O-B-R-E-E-R.com, with a Peggy in front of it. If that's not too confusing, it's uh, posted in the chat room as well. Okay, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. We have about... Uh, uh, 16 minutes left. No, no, wait. Is that right? We have 11 minutes and 38 seconds left in the show, according to the on-air uh, timer here on my little uh, studio dashboard. Uh, call in and share a poem. We're moving on to a caller from the 504 area code. Hello. Hi. This is Taylor from New Orleans. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Hi, Taylor from New Orleans. Hi. How's everything with uh, you? Outstanding. Outstanding. I uh, I saw that there's an open poetry mic and. Most of my poetry is meant to uh, to invoke a message into people, so I, I take the opportunity when I when I can. So, well, let's hear your poem. Okay, uh, it's called "Press On." I once found myself sleeping and dreaming, and I dreamt I was a god. I dreamt I could change the world, and I dreamt all that I would do, all that I would change. I dreamt about how we avoid conflict more than visits to in-laws and how cowardly so many of the people have been. 
I remember that there were people willing to exchange their integrity and quiet their voice for the illusion of peace, and yet they still called themselves men. So I reached into their souls, showed them their barely beating hearts, and said, Stand. As I continued, I said, Speak. Say all that you mean and all that you think, and if anyone tries to silence you, raise your hand. For we must never forget to fight for what we cherish and what we love, even at great cost. For to stutter, even for a moment, is to have lost. And as I watched, they all stood and shouted the words which they once thought could only be whispered. I then remember that responsibility is misplaced more than keys or glasses have ever been. And the majority thank God for their fortune and blame Satan for their sin. So I reached out, grabbed their hands, and whispered into their ears, These are yours and yours alone. Your name is inscribed in them through every tissue and every bone. For you are responsible for using them as choosing not to. And when it comes to the power of the human mind, there is nearly nothing they cannot do. Too many blame the stars and planets, television, society, drunkenness, even sobriety. Too many blame their world, their career, their parents, even their year, and I tell them it is you, and it always was. Every word you speak is yours to support with your tongue. Every drop of hate that floods your days is yours to push through and find joy to fill your lungs. For your life is only as hard as you allow it to be, and your dreams only as impossible as you are willing to believe. The world is yours for the taking, but first you must take it. And as I watched, they began to build a world which they once thought could only be imagined. I then pondered the blindness of this world and its inability to foresee. Women and men who enjoy the act of sex but forget what it can create. The apparent many who are willing to risk having a child with someone they aren't even willing to date. The fiancé who thinks the marriage will be an untiable knot. The offered drug and the girls, why not? The joking words have become fist, the depressed boy who slits his wrist, and all of the regrets that cannot be taken black. So I take time, rewind, and I tell them, remember that sex does not precede love and for good reason. Remember that marriage is a celebration of that love and not an unbreakable agreement. Remember that you cannot solve an internal problem with an external solution. And remember that violence is a last resort and suicide is humanity's very execution. For mankind has always been great because of its persistence. Its unwillingness to bend its great gift of resistance. And by far it is the most important of them all to continue to rise each time we fall to push forward past the cynics, the disagreements, and the threats, to push on past the impossible, the unknowable, to do our best. And I remind them that Beethoven wrote symphonies so we could only hear their vibrations to the ground, and that a protesting Buddhist monk in Vietnam burned himself to death without so much as a flinch or a sound. I remind them that Einstein's teachers once remarked that he was mentally slow and had foolish dreams, that Tolstoy wasn't able to learn, Walt Disney lacked imagination, and Thomas Edison was too stupid to learn anything. And as we watched... They did what we thought was unthinkable. They pressed on. And when I awoke, I lay there for an hour, imagining I was still a guy with that limitless power. Then I remembered, I'm a man, and I am just as capable as any god could ever be. So I rose out of bed and stood. I spoke to the people, and they listened. I fought for my liberty, and I won. I saw the right choice. And I took it, and I pressed on. Wow, that's an epic piece, Taylor. Well done. Nicely read. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, do you have a website or anything anyone could check out if someone wants to hear more from you? No, I uh, I used to. Um, I used to watch, and I never had a website, but I used to have like a Facebook, and I tell people, you know, if they want to read it, they go there. But then uh, I realized that if I just say the words themselves. Um, and where I come from, because I'll never forget that, and who I am, because I'm responsible for him. So I think the message is a little bit clearer. So. Cool. Well, um, good. So uh, let me ask you the trivia question. Um, do you <laughs> know the reference uh, uh, that the title of my new book, Death of a Moth Bat, is making? Right. It, well, it's a. There was an episode of Batman where the 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 city had this contest. It's an art contest, and uh, the Joker's piece was entirely blank. Uh, and he called it Death of a Moth Bat, and it was a parody of uh, it was a parody of a show called um, I don't know if you allow expletives, but it was Shut the Fuck Up. It was part one and two, and um, they included parts of Batman in there. So I don't know if they were trying to to kind of uh, get each other back with that episode, but that's what it comes from. That is amazing. Um, not only did you get the specific reference of the of the pop culture reference, which is that it was indeed the the um 
the Joker's painting in that old uh, 60s Batman episode, which a blank canvas called Death of a Mauve Bat, which won the contest. But specifically, it um, I discovered that not from having seen that episode originally, but in Toronto at the Museum of Contemporary Canadian Art, they were showing the um, the full show quote, Shut the Fuck Up, which was um, produced by kind of a performance artists group um, in right. Toronto called General Idea. And, um, You've ever seen it. <laughs> yeah, and you, you can check it out online on YouTube, and they, they show pretty much the whole clip of the of the art contest, and then all kinds of other strange things happen, including, um, uh, I mean, the whole premise is it's sort of a documentary of their art show where they went to... Uh, Europe, I forget uh, what city it was in Europe, and they um, they had four poodles uh, taxidermied, and they painted with poodles by dipping them in blue paint. Um, well, you so know the whole the whole idea of that was was because um, for, for those who, who aren't aware, who just think it's it's just completely abstract, was was they, it was like a, it was almost a parody of, of the way that uh, and it still continues today, where you have these modern artists. That the media just has no idea how to deal with that. That people and society have no idea how to deal with, and they just take it all the way out in the left field. And they were kind of just kind of, they were kind of going out there with that, which the pools is a great example of. So. Well, that's excellent. Well, you win. So um, do me a favor. Send me an email uh, uh, or a Facebook message or whatever with your uh, with your full name and address, and I will mail you a copy of the new book. And uh, congrats. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, uh, Taylor. Good to hear your work. Hope you call in again. Thank you. All right, cool. Well, that was uh, – it's pretty cool when such an obscure uh, reference uh, 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 is gotten. And and it was clear um, that Taylor didn't just look this up on the Internet, uh, which, he, which he could have done with a little bit of research to kind of find where it came from. He knew all about it. So um, well done, Taylor. I think we have time for one more caller. Um, let's see. Caller from the 503 area code. Hi. Hi, hello. This is Larry. Hi, Larry. Where are you calling from? I'm from uh, just outside Portland, Oregon. And um, I'd like to throw out a real quick one from, uh, I have a book coming out March 1st, and it can be found at asphaltrange.com. It's a um, a book with um, well over 100 original uh, biker poets, uh, biker poetry, actually. I've done all the literature in there and also recorded two audio CDs to accompany the hardcover. Uh, This one is entitled, An American Biker. I tend to push the limits. I ride against the wind. I look upon my vices without the guilt of sin. I dig the smell of leather. I like the look of chrome. I prefer the feel of a woman without the silicone. I am all for getting even. I settle every debt. I have faced many a demon without a thought of regret. I believe in God and country. I know of sacrifice. I honor those who have given without regard of price. I am an American biker. I don't subscribe to hype. I ask only that you see me without the stereotype. Thank you for the opportunity, Rick. Hey, Larry, thanks for calling in. It's Asphalt Range, A-S-P-H-A-L-T-R-A-N-G-E.com. If anyone wants to check out your book, congratulations on that. A nice-looking website, too. I just clicked over there. So I appreciate you calling in. And do so again, all right? Appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. No problem. Bye-bye. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, 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 two minutes left in the show. I got two callers I'm not going to get to, but let me put uh, uh, W.M. Coughlin. Are you there? Hello, sir. You got like a 30-second poem, literally? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, so are you ready? I'm ready. The bathtub of my life has four iron cast legs fastened like feet of great birds of prey. Their predatory grasp, an unwanted reminder of all that has ever been or will be taken from me. The bathtub of my life is a great sinking ship that can never be rescued on the rioting seas of my mind's hoarse latitudes. The drain at the bottom, a receptacle for dreams or lofty ideas too lately conceived. The bathtub of my life is a bubble foam consortium of trial by sword and high noon justice, referee black and white, and words in stone for digestion this evening, reported succinctly on the 6 o'clock news. Thank you. Where are you calling from? Uh, Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada. 
Cool. Well, I appreciate that uh, that you got squeezed in here at the end of the show. Enjoyed the poem, The Bathtub of Your Life. Awesome. Uh, call in again earlier next time, okay? I will do. I just had to figure out my Skype. I've never done it before, so. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, i got to let you go, but uh, good to hear the poem. Thanks so much. And that Thank was you. a W.M. W. Coughlin from Alberta, Canada. Um, uh, uh, thanks so much, everyone, for calling in. We had callers from all over the world today. Uh, well, North America, anyway. Uh, check us out at PoetrySuperHighway.com. The next show is going to be March 11th, Sunday, March 11th at 2 o'clock. Check out my new book, Death of a Mob Bat, and congrats to uh, Taylor from New Orleans for winning a copy. Um, thanks, everyone, so much, and participate in the Great Poetry Exchange. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.